At New Belgium Brewing, we celebrate the autumn harvest by mashing pale and wheat malt with rye and oats to create a creamy cornucopia of hoppiness. Hoptober Golden Ale. Five hops form a bonfire of citrus notes, fruity cheers, and a bold finale. Throw another log on the fire and enjoy. Employee-owned, wind-powered, committed to sustainability, New Belgium Brewing. Follow your folly. Ours is beer. Find your flavor online at newbelgium.com. This is The Shorts, and you're listening to The Dirtbag Diaries. Two weeks from today, I head to Namibia. In fact, when you're hearing this, I will likely be back from Namibia, back from doing something for which I'm not insured. I'm going to Namibia to go climbing, or at least that's part of it. I'm also going to spend 34 nights in a tent under the African sky to travel to the northwest corner of the second least populated country in the world and to keep pushing my understanding of how adventure and culture might mix. And I want insurance to do so. A hypochondriac at an early age, I could give my babysitters directions to my doctor's office by the time I was six. I didn't become the tough kid until two years later when I got glasses and a Michael J. Fox haircut and people kept mistaking me for a boy. Push-up contests led to floor hockey and, eventually, to climbing. But even though I traded my tutu for a harness, that little girl who thought every stomachache was an appendicitis attack has stayed with me into my 30s. And the way I keep her happy is to have insurance. I can do the extended trips in remote places as long as I make some concession to the what if. It's my bargain with myself. For the past several years, this concession has been quick and dirty. I figured that if I have medical insurance, I'm covered enough to sneak in all the risks I want to take. This worked until Namibia. I've spent 18 months planning. 547 days is a long time to want something. And it's no wonder that desire has led me to try to increase my probability of a return. After all, the more unsure you are of the outcome, the more you try to protect the investment. World Nomads, according to its tagline, prides itself on helping travelers who like to get off the beaten track. They're first on my list of providers. I confidently click on the Apply Now button and get ready to ensure my travel and my time. Three fields into the application, however, I make the crucial mistake. I select my country of residence. It turns out that the moment you pick the USA, your off-the-beaten-track adventure vacation gets beaten into the ground. It's not just that I cannot go climbing in Namibia, technically, and be covered by world nomads, but I cannot even go quad biking in Namibia. I didn't even know I wanted to go quad biking, or even what it was, until I realized it was one of my crossed out options. Other activities not covered when you were from the USA include stilt walking, zorbing, bobsleighing, not sledding, American football, and, of course, climbing. 
Luckily, if you are from Romania, South Korea, or Oman, you are covered for everything, including fly-by-wire. Abseiling is alright for everyone, regardless of nationality. The British have almost as tough a time as we do, though for some reason, they are allowed to play American football when abroad. Everyone, it seems, is allowed to play rugby. Americans cannot participate in international sleigh rides, but Canadians can. I'm going to Namibia to climb granite. I also realized, after a bit of research, that I might be doing some quad biking, ATVing. I will, in total, be doing 17% of all of the restricted activities. With two weeks to go until my trip departure, it's too late to change my country of residence. I tried. I tried just after I sent an email to World Nomads asking how many Omanis have purchased travel insurance this year. It's been two days and I still have no reply, but I have a follow-up email waiting. Dear Sir Madam, it says, I'm trying to make sense of your rules, but they make no sense at all. Is it your goal for all of us to be restricted from the sports that we enjoy the most? But then why do the Spanish still get to run with the bulls? Is it hypocritical to even want insurance for real adventure? To be honest, I didn't really expect to get insurance for first ascents from world nomads. I know that the risks of rockfall, bird flu, and open bivvies will be mine alone. But the deeper I get into the website, the angrier I become. Suddenly, I want insurance for ski drawing too. I want anything they don't want to give me. And what's more, I want more than insurance. I want assurance. Because after all, given the choice, if you could guarantee your adventure, would you? Would I? Will I go further, drive faster, or climb higher if I am insured? I've never really considered it. Namibia, being in Namibia, climbing in Namibia, living in Namibia, this is my reward for all the spreadsheets, emails, and Google Earth time I've spent putting this trip together. I admit, I like the organization part. I'm into calculating how many kilometers I will have to drive to get to the Marnfluss Valley, and then figuring out what it will cost me in Namibian dollars, and then in American ones. Everything lines up neat and precise on a page. But there's also a part of me that skims past the information on the 80 poisonous snake species, the 12 lethal scorpions, and the pamphlet on lion attacks. Knowing how much money I need to change into a foreign currency is one thing. Figuring out what I will do when I meet a lion at the wrong time of night is immaterial. These are all risks I assumed the moment I said I was going to Namibia. Why worry about them now? When I started my extended forays into the mountains as a teenager, all I wanted in my life was to be out there. Out there was what I called any experience that was far from Minneapolis, a life with cars, and a life split between my mother and father's houses. Out there, the complexity was simple. Each summer, I would spend as much time as possible canoeing and backpacking, and the moments leading up to my departures were always filled with the most amount of anxiety. What if I forgot my sleeping bag? What if I took the wrong mountain pass and ended up in Idaho instead of Wyoming? What if someone had to take out my appendix in the field? It was when those questions became deafening that I knew it was time to start my trip.
I don't ask those questions anymore. I know that I will forget at least one thing, that I will take one wrong turn a day, and that my appendix seems to want to stay put. Despite all of this, though, these trips matter more than they have ever before. They are no longer teenage diversions. They are my life and my livelihood. I look around my house. I'm surrounded by sleeping pads, backpacks, aerial photos of granite faces, and printouts of geological survey maps from the 60s. I could spend the rest of my night trying to find someone to give me a policy to tell me that this is all going to work. Alternatively, I could apply for Polish citizenship so that next time I plan a big trip, I'm of a nationality that can at least be covered when they have some fun. Or I could admit, at the final hour, that no one or no thing can guarantee me anything about this adventure. Because when I meet that lion in the dark, or find a suspended trapezoidal hunk of granite blocking my way up, it's me, my team, and Namibia that will dictate the outcome. So I suppose I should just go back to what I was planning on in the first place, and go to Namibia and see what I find. My name is Micah Burhardt, and this is my short. Micah Burhardt. She calls the world her home. As you guessed, Micah not only survived Namibia, she excelled there, establishing free climbs on some of the world's most remote bits of stone. This year, she's got a film coming out with filmmaker Chris Alston about her adventures down in Namibia. It'll be circulating at the film festivals, so keep an eye out for Waypoint Namibia. Music today by the phenomenal handclap band Selva Damar and Tanarawin. You can download and stream the cuts at our site, dirtbagdiaries.com. Shorts are listener-powered, so if you've got an idea, write it up in the form of an essay and send it on in to me at dirtbagdiaries at earthlink.net. The shorts are made possible by New Belgium Brewing. If you haven't heard about the Tour de Fat, well, you've been missing out or living underneath a rock or something along those lines. This festival of bikes is kick-ass, and now it is headed for San Diego this coming weekend, and then it's on to Arizona, and then from there, it's all the way to the heart of Texas. Costumes are encouraged. Find the details at newbelgium.com. Additional support comes from the good people at Patagonia. I'm Fitzka Hall, that was Micah Burhart, and you've been listening to the Dirtbag Diaries. Oh,